0: Paul Revere's Ride by Henry W. Longfellow, from the Junior Classics, Volume Ten, Part Two, read for LibriVox.org by Larry Wilson. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. On the eighteenth of April in seventy-five, hardly a man is now alive who remembers that famous day and year. He said to his friend, "If the British march by land or sea from the town tonight," hang a lantern aloft in the belfry arch of the north church tower as a signal light one if by land and two if by sea and i on the opposite shore will be ready to ride and spread the alarm through every middlesex village and farm for the country folk to be up and to arm he said good-night with muffled oar silently rowed to the charlestown shore just as the moon rose over the bay there swinging wide at her moorings lay the somerset british man-of-war a phantom ship with each mast and spar across the moon like a prison bar and a huge black hulk that was magnified by its own reflection in the tide meanwhile his friend through allion street wanders and watches with eager ears till in the silence around him he hears the muster of men at the barrack door the sound of arms and the tramp of feet and the measured tread of the grenadiers marching to their boats on the shore then he climbed to the tower of the church up the wooden stairs with stealthy tread to the belfry chamber overhead and startled the pigeons from their perch on the sombre rafters that round him made masses and moving shapes of shade up the light ladder slender and tall to the highest window in the wall where he paused to listen and look down a moment on the roofs of the quiet town and the moonlight flowing over all beneath in the churchyard lay the dead in their night encampment on the hill wrapped in silence so deep and still that he could hear like a sentinel's tread the watchful night wind as it went creeping along from tent to tent and seeming to whisper all is well a moment only he feels for the spell of the place and the hour the secret dread of the lonely belfry and the dead for suddenly all his thoughts were bent on a shadowy something far away, where the river widens to meet the bay, a line of black that bends and floats on the rising tide like a bridge of boats. Meanwhile, impatient to mountain ride, booted and spurred with a heavy stride, on the opposite shore walked Paul Revere. Now he patted his horse's side, now gazed on the landscape far and near, then impetuous stamped the earth and turned and tightened his saddle girth, but mostly he watched with eager search the belfry tower of the old north church as it rose above the graves on the hill lonely and spectral and sombre and still and lo as he looks on the belfry's height a glimmer and then a gleam of light he springs to his saddle the bridle he turns but lingers and gazes till full on his sight a second lamp in the belfry burns a hurry of hoofs in a village street a shape in the moonlight a bulk in the dark and beneath from the pebbles in passing a spark struck out by a steed that flies fearless and fleet that was all and yet through the gloom and the light the fate of a nation was riding that night and the spark struck out by that steed in his flight kindled the land into flame with its heat it was twelve by the village clock when he crossed the bridge into medford town he heard the crowing of the cock and the barking of the farmer's dog and felt the damp of the river fog that rises when the sun goes down. It was one by the village clock when he rode into Lexington. He saw the gilded weathercock swim in the moonlight as he passed, and the meeting-house windows, blank and bare, gaze at him with a spectral glare, as if they already stood aghast at the bloody work they would look upon. It was two by the village clock when he came to the bridge in Concord Town. He heard the bleating of the flock, and the twitter of the birds among the trees and felt the breath of the morning breeze blowing over the meadows brown and one was safe and asleep in his bed who at the bridge would be first to fall who that day would be lying dead pierced by a british musket ball you know the rest in the books you have read how the british regulars fired and fled how the farmers gave them ball for ball from behind each fence and farmyard wall chasing the redcoats down the lane then crossing the fields to emerge again under the trees at the turn of the road and only pausing to fire and load so through the night rode paul revere and so through the night went his cry of alarm to every middlesex village and farm a cry of defiance and not of fear a voice in the darkness a knock at the door and a word that shall echo forevermore. for evermore for borne on the night wind of the past through all our history to the last in the hour of darkness the peril and need the people will waken and listen to hear the hurrying hoof-beat of that steed and the midnight message of Paul Revere in a poem this recording is in the public domain.